One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome. To episode 15 of Crevisation. Now, this episode is actually my longest ever recorded episode. And the reason for that is the lady I'm speaking to today is my best fucking friend in the whole fucking world. You might have met her before, but you probably haven't because she is notoriously running this shit from behind the scenes. She likes it back there and she's going to tell you exactly why. She is my business partner. She is the other side of my brain. She is Crimson Russ Martin. This babe is my life. She keeps me fucking afloat and I keep her afloat. We like drinking wine together and taking over the world. Those are uh, just a few of our hobbies. So I don't really need to say much else in this intro because the episode is so inclusive of everything we talk about fucking everything and listening to it back to put all the little cards up on this um episode on acast has filled me with girl fucking power i tell you if you're feeling even a little bit down you will be grinning grinning through this episode and as i just said there are lots of little cards so if you're listening on acast make sure you click through figure out what we're chatting about get some more info knowledge is power of course now if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a lovely little five-star rating and a little review, all that does is help other people discover Crovisation. So it's going to help me out and hopefully going to help out some other chickas and just generally everyone, everyone that wants to listen. So help get the word, help get it out, help spread it around, help make the world a happier, happier, lovelier place. So much love for my girls after this episode. We speak about a couple of them who have been on my podcast before, some of them who are part of the Disgrace team, just some of them who generally make our lives amazing. So make sure you tell your girl gang that you love them. It's so important. Such an important thing to have. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's enough of me waffling here. Uh, Of course, if you want to find me online, you can find me at Cats and Crows. K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. You can find my new YouTube account. I think YouTube slash C slash Rebecca Crow UK, I think. Something like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's get the show on the road. Beautiful humans, please welcome to episode 15 of Crevisation, my best friend, Crimson Russ Martin. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, 
Women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is conversation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome to conversation. Now, my episode today is one that I've been planning for a really, really, really fucking long time. It's something that's really, really dear to my heart, of course, because this lady is my business partner. She's my best friend. She's literally the other side of my brain. When I'm away from her, I just kind of crumble into a sloppy mess on the floor. <laughs> also, when I'm with her, because we're usually drunk. <laughs> Please welcome my business partner, Crimson Russ Martin. Hi, Becca. I'm on your podcast. You are on my We've podcast. Done a thing. We did a thing, finally. <laughs> I've been telling Crimson to get on my podcast for a really, really fucking long time. Um, and she's very insistent that she's a background person. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's what I'm scared about because I am such a background person that you guys all put yourself out there all the time, which I think is amazing. But to, for me to do it as a background person is terrifying. I'm like, who's going to want to listen to what I've got to say? Because uh, <laughs> everyone wants to listen to you. Well, I feel alright. You've given me a very large glass of wine. I so have. So I'm going to be fine. I've plied it with wine and uh, Chinese food and something else I gave her. Better chicken balls the other day, so she owes me. Yeah, that's why. Um, you may hear a little cameo in the background. We have Miss Peters, who was on my previous episode, two episodes Stop, ago. Yo. So if you hear a sniggering in the background, I'm just gonna be eating toast. She's eating toast, crunching away in the background. So rock and roll. The most rock and roll. We honestly are the most rock and roll household. Crazy. Aren't we? Crazy. Talking of rock and roll, Crimson. Let's go into something. Let's start right the way back at the beginning. How we met. Well, we did, we did it on your podcast before for your podcast party, didn't we? We did. And I came down and I was like, I've got a question for you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we met we met in a very strange way. I think that people think that we've known each other for, like, ever. It feels like it, um, to be yeah, honest with you. It does, it really feels it like it. it. Um, but we met in, like, a work way. Yep. Um, and... It was we, through it was through our club night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was through, it was it was through, through necessity. Through yeah, it was, it was definitely a working relationship at the start that turned into... Um, this crazy relationship that we were not expecting. Hello. And we had, we were um, gonna do, so Suicide Girls, the Black Heart Burlesque, they yep. came over and they wanted to do a club night in it's the UK. It's a few years ago now, wasn't it? This is it's a, like 2015. Yeah, I think it's like three years ago. Yeah. And at the time, the manager of the venue was a manager that I worked with at festivals. I'd known him for a really long time. Oh, he's the best. G-dog. And he said, hey, there's this group of like Suicide Girls, do you know them? And I was like, I know them, I used to read Front Magazine, I know who yeah. these people are. And he was like, do you want to run the club night from the venue side? And I was like, yeah, cool. So we did the first one and I met you there. Um, yeah, I was only performing the first one. I yeah. wasn't running at all. I was just like, yeah, I'll come down and show my tits on stage. Yeah, I think that I like, because we got on really well, I remember like writing my number on like a scrappy piece of paper. I was like, was. take it, take it. And I was like, oh, she'll never ring me. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> and then, um, after that, I was like, I really need, because they were doing it from the US, and I was like, mm. I really need a UK representative from Suicide Girls who is here in London with me. And then at the time, I think I was working like three jobs. I was working in like a bar and a cool centre. I'd only That's just London, London though, isn't it? You know, you move to London, you have like a million jobs. You're like, I, was I need in money. that stage, I was like, okay, I have three jobs, and I've not slept for like four months. And uh, <laughs> I was like in a cool centre, and I went out on my break, and I got a phone call from you, and you're like, 
hi, it's Rebecca. And I was like, oh, hello. Oh How the fuck did you get my number? And I remember giving it to you on a piece of paper. And uh, you were like, I think we should go for a business meet and I'm going to be your UK representative. I was like, cool, I know who this girl is. Let's go meet up. So Tuesday afternoon on a nice, nice, calm Tuesday. It was, wasn't it? It was like a midweek, very normal. We met at like midday. Mid Like lunchtime. Yeah, I, I <laughs> thought that was a sensible idea, but it wasn't. wasn't it? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It was just not a great idea. <laughs> Because then we ended up, I think... I we think we just went for a beer to start with, and we were like, let's have yeah. a drink, like yeah, a lunchtime drink. we went to drink. the Black Heart, our friend Julia's oh, Black, Black Heart. We went there in Camden. And like, by the time, I think within about 20 minutes, I was like, do you drink tequila? And you were like... <laughs> yes, I do. Hell, yes, I drink tequila. <laughs> and we ended up spending about 10 hours just on like a drinking mission. We did. And I was like... I think we went to every bar in Camden. I just... It was horrendous. Like, <laughs> I don't even remember what happened that day. I have no recollection apart from that first little bit. And I'm like, I have no idea where we ended up. I have no fucking idea. I remember those day I was like, oh my God, I'm so unprofessional. She's <laughs> going to think that I'm just a massive rackhead and just wants to get drunk all the time. And then we were like, yeah, I thought the same. It was me. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. That's Thank God same. I found my kindred spirit. And then we were like, okay, maybe we should try and like do a night like let's try and do it and um it's really hard a lot of the club nights that we knew it can be very male dominated mm. and there's nothing wrong with that some of them are brilliant it's um, just the way it's always been it's, it's the same with a lot like of that. industries isn't yeah, it? yeah absolutely and then we were like well let's try and do it and bring as many women as we can in to help us because you're a woman i'm a woman let's celebrate women and we just brought all these crazy women in mm. and then we just ended up getting them from like everywhere Everywhere. And it was like, okay, we have all these crazy women and now we're doing this night. And we were still just drinking buddies at this point. In it. Like it wasn't even like a job for a long time, was no, it? No. It was just like, okay, we're sort of doing this thing and let's see how it goes. And then I was working for another club night at the time as well, one of my other many jobs. And uh, I remember getting a phone call from you on like a Saturday night at like one o'clock. So this is like peak, peak busy time. Yeah. It was so busy. And I get a phone call and I was like, oh God, what's happened? And you're like, Crimson? I need somewhere to go right now. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, you had, you had some shit go down. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I just ended a relationship. Yeah. And I was Quite like, rockily. Uh, okay, well, you can come here. So you came to the club night, and I just sat you at the back. And I remember thinking, I haven't got any alcohol. And like, there was a bottle of Lambrini, and I gave it to you. For sure. And I was like, give me three hours to finish work, and then come back to mine. Then you just moved into my house for a bit, and then you just didn't leave for like two I years. I did You were like, do you want to stay in my spare room while you sort yourself out? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I do. I definitely can't afford the rent, though. Yeah, oh, it was horrendous. It was expensive. That was horrendous. I don't even know how we managed to live there for so long, apart from just eating beans. For like two years. It we did a awful. good thing. It was awful. It was good, though. It was like the founding of our friendship. I don't think if we'd lived together, we would have been the same, or even no. been able to execute our club night in the same way. But it was crazy, because we weren't even particularly friends then. We were just like drinking buddies that we were trying out this night. I'd only known you for like two months. Yeah. But I was like, this girl clearly just needs, needs help. Needs a bit of a friendly face for a minute. And we had the spare room, and I was like, Yeah, exactly. And we moved in, and it was great. That's what happened. Yeah. It's oh. funny you say that, because when I first moved to London, I had like girlfriends back in my hometown reading where I was from mm. but I moved to London and I knew lots of people I knew lots of girls but I didn't really have any like strong girl gang friends oh, I think it's really hard in London because it's just so overwhelming and there's so much going on yeah and you can meet so many people but everybody's got so much going on to then reconnect with those people and grow genuine friendships can take a really long time they can feel really ungenuine as well yeah, like it just feels like oh these people are only here because they want this or they want me to go and do that for them and when you meet actual friends in London I think it can be really really tough and it can be bloody lonely like it's absolutely terrifying when you first move there it can be kind of I think everybody's been in that situation I think we've had a London. couple of our girls we brought into our team we like they were they just moved to London and we like mm. brought them in because we knew how important it was to have yeah, like, like a girl gang in your life I'm like girl gangs are fucking so important right 
they are literally like I actually think if we didn't have disgrace, I think both me and you would have just died at some point. <laughs> neither, neither of our lives were going in a great direction. No. We worked very hard, but it was we were at the point of exhaustion. And then when we found all these like amazing girls that just like came into our lives, it was everyone gave each other energy, everyone gave each other support, and God, we didn't always get it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right, but we had so much fun. Yeah. We had so much fun, and I think that supportiveness of the girl gang around us, I don't know if we would have been able to stay in London as long as we did, or, or to let, you know, disgrace grow to what it became without the girl gangs, because I think as well, a lot of people think it's just me and you. you know? Yeah, disgrace, they do. Oh, it's Rebecca, and it's not. It's the whole team. It's the DJs. It's the flyers. It's the door girls. It's the go-go dancers. It's the performers. It's the photographers. Everybody has such a vital role to play. And I'd never wanted it to just be me and you, because although I love you, <laughs> let's be honest, we spend a lot of time together. We do drive each other up the wall there, don't we? Yeah. I think that's the basis of a good friendship, though. I think so, right? too. And everyone's like, oh, like, you get on so well. And I'm like, she drives me fucking nuts, <laughs> honestly. And I do the same for you. Like, Completely. It's, it's vice versa, but we have all these extra people that come in, and it's just like new energy every time. It and is. I think that that's such an important part of having a good girl gang around you, because... It's evolving. Exactly. And everybody has different stories to tell. Everyone comes from different backgrounds. Everyone's different ages. Everyone's had different experiences. Yeah. So it's like, oh, actually, let's all lift each other up and do it together. Yeah. And we could have done that on our own, but I don't think we would have been as successful as we are without everybody else's help you know I yeah. think that's what's really made disgrace positive and they're our girls isn't it? Is. they literally are our girls they're our family and that's, that's kind of where this podcast literally came from wasn't it because I don't think unless we'd have started disgrace I would have even thought to have started this podcast like I knew cool girls I was part of Suicide Girls for a long yeah. long time but without having you to bounce my ideas off I wouldn't have oh, been like God, do you know what that is one of the most helpful things I think as well when you're young you think you talk yourself out things to think, I really want to do this, but, oh, God, I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm not really good at it. And when you have someone else going, do you know what? Just do it, and I'll have your back. Even if it's just that one person, that can go, like, make you go, oh, do you know what? I am going to try it. I am yeah. going to put myself out there. But if you don't have those people to bounce off against, it's so hard to put yourself out there, and no matter what you do, whether you're a background person or a front person like you. Yeah, I think that's something that's really reflected across, like, all my episodes. I don't, you've listened to most of my episodes, haven't you? Yeah. Right, I've got to listen to the last one. <gasps> but I always try and listen to it when you're not in the house because I think it's really weird to listen to your voice <laughs> when you're in the house. I'm like, you're, I can hear you speaking in the background and then on the podcast I'm like, no, I've got to wait until she's not it's here. Like it's like the Jewish show, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> What's your favourite episode then? 
I really loved, obviously, B Dux's one because Thank I can you. see her right now. Represent. And she's holding her hand up and looked at me very evilly right there. <laughs> but I love B's one. I think it was really important to speak about something like mental health and make it, you know, it, it's very hard to speak about that sort of thing without making it very negative because it is such a negative. It can. Subject. Most people's experience with mental health, if they've experienced neg bad mental health, is because yeah. it is negative. Yeah. You know, people don't talk about it when it's going well, yeah. which is and sad. I, I felt it was really positive. I felt, you know, even for me, I, I could relate to a lot of the stuff in there. I think most people can, whether they've suffered with mental health or not, it was a very relatable episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, I loved flicks. Um, mm. I find it very hard to call a flicks. That's, that's yeah, we don't name. call it. Well, everyone's um, got different everyone's names. Everyone's got two names, but I call everyone by their real name, <laughs> so I get a bit confused. Um, but yeah, no, I love that one because I think for someone like Flick to have come from the background and experiences that she's come from and to have made the decisions that she has with such, you know, she, she's not pretending to be anyone else, but she is. Yeah. And she hasn't cared, cared where she's come from or who she might offend. She's gone, this is what I want to do. And yeah. I think that's so inspirational to her community and just to everyone in general as well, not even just her community. I think it's brilliant. Um, I love Bambi Blues one because I absolutely adore Bambi. She's obviously. a queen. I found that so funny because I could just imagine you two sat there with wine like we are now. Very similar um, to what we're doing now. And, and Bambi's <laughs> such an interesting character. She has the best stories. I love getting stuck with Bambi. I and know. like an after party or backstage somewhere, I'll be like, yep, let's talk. Um, and obviously Lindsay's one, Lindsay Bell, being a mum. That was a very early one, wasn't it? I yeah. love speaking to her, although I feel like perhaps my skills as a podcaster weren't as developed, so I'd love to have her back on. Because yeah. she's actually going through a really interesting journey right now. She's doing oh something. My God, she's just I want to bring her back on to talk about her new life choice. I'll leave it down to her to explain, yeah, uh, to tell her about that. Yeah. She's absolutely killing it. And I think, you know, um, Fox's one was amazing. I mean, I love them all. The, the, obviously, the ones of the people that I know are the ones where I'm like, yeah. oh, that's my girl. I want to listen to that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's really great that you've had, as well, such a wide range of people yeah. on the podcast because it would be very easy for you just to be like, I'm going to get models or performers because that's what people think you do, even though that's not really what you do. Mm -hmm. I um, do a lot more than that. Yeah, you do a lot more than, <laughs> yes, a lot yeah. more than that. Um, I think that's what put people probably expected from the podcast, but I don't think it's it's turned into that at all. No. Same with disgrace, what people thought it was going to be and what it's turned into, it's completely different. That's very true. I don't think even we quite knew what it was going to turn into, do we? It's turned into something bigger. It's not even just a club night anymore. No, I think that was that was the initial yeah. thing. Because I worked in club nights anyway and I worked in venues. Well, I think I we've all worked in nightlife, haven't we? That's yeah. something that we really connected with. Yeah, we've all had those experiences of, of cleaning up sick at Oh, you know, I had a glass or, once full of sick. Someone had perfectly puked in a glass and it was still oh warm. Oh, God. <laughs> we've all had those experiences, but... Um, yeah, I think it, that's initially why it's like, but now it's sort of turned into this thing with us going to different places and providing different, like, so I want to say services, but that sounds really bad. I guess it is services, services. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just got dirty minds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't really say that. But like, we provide so much different stuff now that it kind of has grown into something a little bit more, and obviously the social media's just got a bit out of control compared to other club nights. Um, I just see bee ducks waving in the background and I'm like, what do you want? There was a fly, I'm sorry. Uh, she just wants to be involved in everything. She just wants to be involved. Oh, she does it all the time. Fly, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I think, I think um, yeah, it, w it was always supposed to just be a club night. The thing is as well, you know, we all know the rock industry is a bloody hard industry. Like, it's it's so a really hard. hard industry right now and it's not in its best shape right now. There's been a lot of it's scandals yeah, and a lot of people have exactly. not found there. And the new yeah. sort of like the new 18, 19 year olds that are coming through and coming into our world, they're not there like they were say within like the indie generation or you know even the new metal generation. Completely. So you're not getting those new people coming up and we were really aware of this and we were like what can we do 
to kind of keep what we have going but expand and I think if you don't want to expand then you're yeah you've got to evolve you know you can't just do one thing now no I mean look at you as an individual and look at us as a sort of events shows a parties, company like, yeah because we have we have a we have our little company we are we're actually a management company because yeah. we run a club night but we also are starting to do other shit yeah we're doing sick. a lot of other stuff now which is getting really exciting yeah. and we're working we can announce really it now can't we we can say we're doing download we can say we're doing Woo! download which I am so excited about obviously we did last year um, we were so chuffed to have got it and we opened on the Wednesday night we I loved it we kind of just slayed it we I slayed don't it. sound big headed, but we did a really good job. Queen, you're not being big headed if you can back it up. Yeah, exactly. it? you wrote something down earlier. Yeah, we were having a chat earlier. Shout about what you're proud about. Shout about what you're proud about. That's Corinne's it. and Russ Mayer in 2018. <laughs> I'll put that as the link in, in my, uh, what's it, in the little bio bit. Please put it in your bio. In <laughs> I love that because people always think, I think girls are brought up to not be, like, because when somebody's like, they try and like assert their authority or they try and say something they're bossy or they're boastful oh, but to a man well, they're just assertive exactly and I've had that so much in I my bet industry. you get that because you're, you're, you're a tall lady how tall are you? I'm like 5'10 so you're quite tall so yeah. people immediately assume you're like a I've bossy person I've had so many times where I've gone up to people and I've spoke to them in a really normal manner and they've been like oh my god she's so bossy and I'm like no I'm just like telling you what's happening I, I'm, I know but what's it, going on so. as a woman when you have certain people that you're dealing with they do respond to you like that it is changing I've noticed especially in the last two years it's changed mm. when we've worked with you know Amira the venue that we work with now oh, the respect dream. that they have for us and the respect that we have for them is amazing and we've worked with people before that haven't got that and yeah. they just think oh it's just some girls and you know they all get their tits out and that's just like the background girl and you think that's not what we are you're not getting it and we have respect for you so even if you don't understand what we're trying to do just respect each other exactly. and then you can grow it together and yeah yeah i, I don't understand you know no, what i mean i know what you mean i don't know if it's going to relate to the podcast but you know what i mean no it's, it's interesting you say that like um girls that get their tits out and then you're the behind the scenes person yeah that's what people think people do think bizarre. that and i think that's important to have because obviously we've had totally different experiences um in our lives like yeah. coming up like i've come up through the modeling industry as a feminist you've come up through the behind the scenes as a feminist We've grown into a very similar position, but through totally two different paths. Yeah, the ro- the roads to where we are now, um, there are similarities, obviously. Yeah. You know, like we were saying with like the bar thing and stuff, we've all yeah. had those experiences. But I've I've come in to what we have as disgrace. I think completely different to what everyone else is. Everybody else has a background in whether it's modelling or performing or a high social media or DJing or whatever it is. They do put themselves out there. Everybody does in that way. Whereas I'm the person in the background that deals with all the problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone is like, okay, something goes wrong. something's gone wrong, where's Crimson? And I'm like, I'm here, <laughs> let's sort it out. But I come, it, it was very hard for me at the start because I sort of, you know, I was learning to understand what you guys did. Mm. And although I thought I was really aware, I had no fucking idea. And now, now I know you all, I'm like, oh, okay, I get where you're coming from. I get, yeah. like, why you say the things you say and why you feel the things you feel. And it's just about that understanding of people that might not come from a similar background to you, you can still mm. kind of relate to them, which I yeah. think a lot of people don't do when we come into something, you know, as an entity now, and we Completely. come into different, they don't always understand it. It's like, just just take a bit of time, talk to us. Take to us and listen, yeah. yeah. I've, obviously, I live in a, a beautiful bubble that I've put myself in where everybody gets their tits out and everyone's proud of that fact and that empowers all of us. Yeah. Whereas, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a bit ignorant even, I'll admit, to the fact that 
that doesn't empower everyone. No, and we've had conversations before. In fact, we've had arguments before where you said we should do this because it's really empowering. And I say, I agree. I agree that it's empowering to get your tits out. I'm, you know, it I wouldn't is. be doing yeah. what I'm doing now. Empower- if I empowerment do that. is um, relative, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. But there's been those times in the past where even though we know it's empowering, we've had to say, okay, business. but in our business, is that going to damage us? And that's a really hard conversation to have when your business and your morals conflict a little yeah. bit and I don't think anybody else apart from like our industry gets that mm-hmm. think, for me I'm like get your tits out do this this is empowering to mm. all women like this is brilliant but other people go oh yeah they don't take it seriously and I'm like how how do you find that balance it's so hard but we're finding it yeah. we're getting there we're a good couple of years in now I think we've got a good balance finally of knowing when to show those things and empower it and when to just hold back and say I'm going to use this at the, when the time is right yeah you know? yeah I think that was really important especially because obviously we started off as a club night where we were only kind of like running it we weren't in control yeah. of it and now we're in control of it and yeah. we have to be super aware of that yeah and that transition track that transition wasn't easy no it was not easy at all I remember we were just like oh my god it was what a lot of work was <laughs> like this is just a nightmare <laughs> we should just go and get nine to fives and just get some <laughs> but instead we're like let's put everything yeah. that we have every minute of every day every penny that we have into something we have no idea how running your own business is hard right it's super hard and quite honestly Again, shout about what you're not. What is it? Shout what about what you're proud about. Shout about what you're proud about. Go on, girl. I feel like no one's really done what we're trying to do, so it's really hard because you know, like if you start another business, there's other businesses to compare yourself to. You have those case studies. You kind of don't have a case study. No. So we're kind of just like, let's risk it, and it was a massive risk. Hugely. It's huge. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to pay off, but no, it was hard, wasn't it? Oh. It was scary because well, okay. So for, the, for everyone that doesn't know the story. We used to, um, we managed, we didn't run, we managed yeah. uh, Bore and Blitz, it was at another venue, it was the original Suicide Girls Club Night, um, and then we came to a fork in the road and we took the decision to take the entire thing upon ourselves, yeah. financially back it ourselves, bankroll it ourselves, manage it all, invest everything that we earn back into it, yeah. and that was a crazy story. It was, it was really hard, and I remember we sat in, in the kitchen in our old house, because we lived together, we lived together We've for a long time lived now. together. <laughs> um, and we sat in there, and I remember we had a cup of tea, and we were like, are we going to do this? Are we actually going to fully do this? And we were like, okay, let's just go. And we kind of, it was a lot of thinking about, but we made the decision very quickly, because we were like, if we're going to do this, let's just go. And if yeah. it fails, it fails. But my God, I'd rather try and fail than think, I wish we'd done that. Yeah. Do you know what? And I think that whole risk thing, I think, I wish more people did it, because I have so many people tell me ideas, I'm like, go, do it. Do like, it. It might fail, it might all go absolutely bust and you might make an absolute tit of yourself, but at least you've tried. There's some statistic like that, isn't it? Like if everybody executed all the ideas they had, like one in 10 would actually make them a fucking millionaire, but people just don't put themselves out there. It's scary because they don't it have is. that support, whereas mm. we have the support of the we whole thing. We have a girl again. I remember when we had to tell all the girls that we were that we were changing and I was terrified and we saved, we saved it, didn't we? And we were like, we're not gonna tell them, we're not gonna tell them. And we went to download last year and we did our practice run on the stage mm. in the doghouse and we came back and I got everyone together and I was like, right, we've got some news. We're moving. And everyone was like, We were what? like, we said, this is the very last Boring Blitz. Yeah. And they were like, <gasps> we're going to change the name or we're moving. It's going to be exactly the same. There's what we've done in terms of like who we are and what we've represented, but we are making a massive change. And every, no one had any clue. And we kept it to ourselves for about a month. Yeah. Because we were very like... I was scared. Oh. I was scared. Yeah. I was scared. Was gonna and react. I do a lot and of weird, scary stuff. I talk on stage. I do public speaking. And that was a scary shit. It was shit. scary. In front of my own girls. Yeah. Our own girls. And do you know what? Their response was every... Like, we could not have asked for a better response. Everyone was like, I'm in. 
I'm in 100% I just couldn't believe everybody's like passion for what we created because it was kind of like ours like everyone who created it I remember speaking to Anna one of our DJs who is just on fire queen she is just honestly one of the best DJs that I know and I remember speaking to her and she said I remember like a wine for not long ago she said to me Crimson I like I hope this doesn't sound weird but like I feel like disgrace is kind of mine and I was like that is thank awesome. you like that is exactly what I want I want you to feel a part of it I never want to be one of those management companies where it's like we know everything we are like the best and we're not going to take anyone's opinion we don't know anything we don't know anything I, we know a small amount I would say oh even we're still God. learning we are learning all the time and we always make mistakes and we always fuck it up <laughs> and we and I think people are too scared to do that and that's I think making try. mistakes makes you human though doesn't it even in in business but also in like feminism and stuff like that yep. everyone's too what uh, look at the girl with feminist podcast right like, that's oh, I love girl feminist that's literally the perfect example where we want to be like these feminist people but do you know what we make mistakes and sometimes you say something about someone and then you go home and the next day you think oh my god I sounded like an absolute bitch I, I can't believe I've just said that that is not feminist I should have supported that person I'm in the wrong Yeah. and I think it's really I think that self awareness of what you say is so important because I don't know I just I think people are too scared to say anything sometimes yeah but you know what if you say something and you say it wrong it's fine it doesn't make you a bad person yeah maybe you fucked it up maybe you screwed up a deal at work maybe you said something bad about your friend that doesn't make you a bad person it yeah. doesn't mean you can't fix it sometimes you can't fix it and you just fucked and up and you fucked up and that's fine and you've and got to learn from that yeah yeah it's just the learning of when you make mistakes and not enough people are happy to put themselves out there to make the mistakes yeah if you put yourself out there to make the mistakes you're gonna make them I think the thing you're with that is well, a lot of people aren't honest about their mistakes like yeah. I'll admit fully sometimes I think things in my head and I'm like I really don't want to think that but it, like, it, I do kind of feel it but I know it's wrong like sometimes I'll be like oh why is she doing so well and I'm not like it's so unfair yeah. but then I'm like if, if I just don't I wouldn't want that person to think that about me yeah like, you can't help it because you're yeah. human and I think there's that whole thing where yeah we are human we all think that everybody's business is doing better. We think everybody else's relationship is doing better. Their friendships are doing better. And, oh, my God, they must have loads of money and they must be really successful and their families love them. But guess what? We are all struggling in our own way. Like, I think there's that thing. It's, it's the whole social media generation. We all yeah, think everyone else is doing better. I mean, we've all read about a million articles about how it damages <laughs> our hat up. And let's be honest, it's bloody it true. It's like, so true. It's so true. And putting yourself out there is scary if you put yourself out there you're going to make mistakes when you make those mistakes you have two options try and fix it if you can't fix it learn from it yeah and that's literally all all that you can do i mean we've done things before and afterwards it takes us long to go that absolutely bombed we really (laughs) bombed that idea or we really said the wrong thing to that person and we really regret it and that doesn't make us bad no it just makes us human yeah but a lot i think a lot of companies will go i am the best I know everything I'm going to tell you all how to do your job and this is how you do it and I'm not going to listen to any of your opinions and I think it's those companies that get it wrong yeah I think it's those companies that refuse to believe they've made any mistakes and that's why I think that we've done so well in what we do is because we're the first people to go oh do you know what girls sort of fucked up there hands Absolutely. up I, I really yeah. don't need to do that I'm sorry if I was a bit of an arsehole I think I was a bit of an arsehole too are we cool done I think it makes it so much it's just nice for everyone because you'll learn a lesson they'll learn a lesson and even people around like obviously these things affect everyone so everyone around they'll learn a lesson like anything that happens in our girl gang it kind of like ripples through our girl gang it ripples like, everyone's us. aware of it mm-hmm. if I said the wrong thing to one person everyone's going to find out and everyone's going oh, Crimson and I'll be like yep I know 
I shouldn't have said it. Best to hold your hands up there. Hold my hands up, I was in the wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, there's that other side to it where other people, when they're wrong to you, stick up for yourself. Because I don't think enough people do that as well. Yeah. People are scared to stand their ground. And I'm definitely, I mean, you know me very well. <laughs> I am not one person to, I think because when I first started in this industry, I was literally 18. Like I've mm. done everything from the door to scrubbing toilets, to the bars, to managing venues, to, to doing everything. I've done it all. And I think it's very, when I, because I started so young, you'd have all these people tell me off, tell me off, tell me off. And I learned very quickly to be like, actually, I might only be 23, but you gave me this job. Or I might only be 24, but you gave me this job. So you think I'm capable of it. Yeah. So listen to my opinion. This is what I think about this. Good. You know, this is what I do. And I don't mean like, you don't have to be angry about it, but sometimes standing your ground when you know you've been wronged or you know a situation is wrong is so important. So important. So important. And the way you deliver yourself too. We were having a conversation earlier, weren't we, about um, the difference between 18-year-old us and how old are we are now. And you kind of want to get heated about it. You want to get passionate about it because yeah. you think that shows that you really care about something. But and sometimes it shows it's about, strength. Yeah, but coming back and thinking about it and then delivering it yeah. in a professional way. So I mean, 18-year-old me, I would bitch about it. Really. And do you know what? Even even if I look at myself like two, three years ago, I would get angry about things. Mm. I would say shit about people that I liked. And I, looking back on it, I feel embarrassed. I'm like, I can't believe I behaved in that way. Or I can't believe I said yeah, that thing. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. I've done that. Everyone's done yeah. that thing. So if you look at yourself when you're 18 to now, you do just start, like, kind of learn, like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm still a young woman. I'm, like, I'm 27 now. And I'm, like, I am still a very young woman in this industry. I've got my own business. Most of the people that do our jobs are about 10 years older. Yeah, than absolutely. And it's really, really hard to go, hold on, I know what I'm talking about because people don't take you seriously. And especially the fact that we have a load of girls who do work in glamour modelling and things like that. People don't take it seriously. There's those times you go, hold on, I'm in the right, I have an opinion, listen to me because I, I have to say something here. Yeah. And unfortunately, people don't like that. They don't like they it. They don't like it. Do you remember? You shouldn't do it. Have you got any like memories that really stand out for you when someone has told you something wrong and you've been like, no, 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 I really think. Oh, about right 500. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many where I've been in a situ- I've been in so many situations. I'll try and think of one that's like specific. Yeah, no, I know what I, I was in one. And uh, someone was working for me. Uh-huh. I was really young at this point. Like, I was in very early 20s. Yeah. And um, someone did wrong. Like, they were in the wrong. They were working underneath me. But then my management called me up on it. And I, I behaved in a way that probably I shouldn't have. Mm. Like, I did not do the best thing in that situation. Uh, again, hold my hands up. I did not do the right thing. <laughs> but I remember sitting there across from my management, and they were like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but something needed to be done I'm not saying what I did was the right thing but something, but something needed to be done um, and so I've had quite a, I think I've had quite a lot of experience I think that's probably why I've, I've grown up a lot quicker in this industry than a lot of other people and um, it's because I've had a lot of experiences where I've been told to behave a certain way or to do a certain thing and I've gone nope mm. I don't agree with that that's not going to sit in my morals that's not going to help me sleep at night I don't agree with this this is going to stress me out when I get home I know the way things should be done I know the way things should be said yeah and I don't know it's hard it's hard to think of specific examples about uh <laughs> without sort of saying I any, know any I always I always put people on the spot like this, this is what I love about my podcast I always try and keep it like a natural conversation but there when you think about stuff like that there are so many examples aren't there there's so many throughout I can think, our I can lives think of like 10 examples right now but I'm like probably shouldn't say it <laughs> <laughs> it's on the past gotta move on past it but it's okay it's okay to yeah. not it's okay to get hung up on stuff like I get hung up on stuff still I find myself lying in bed at night being like oh I wish I hadn't said that to that person and 
I wish sometimes I could go back and like apologize to them. And yeah, I think maybe that's a good idea sometimes, even if you like. I think it's fine yeah. to reflect on it, but then there's the other side of it where like you shouldn't dwell on it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, do you know what? It's done now. Mm. Yes, you might have been in the wrong, and yeah. yes, you might feel really upset about what you've done. But if that person doesn't, if you if you've wronged a person and that person no longer wants to speak with you, cool. Yeah, you like, kind of have you to can't own do that. Anything. You have to go. Yeah, I fucked up with that person. I'm not going to lie in bed and think about it every night. Yeah, we all do it. We all do it. We all want to pretend that we're like strong, independent women that have like no fear. But we all do. We all go. Oh my god. You know, I've really screwed up here. But sometimes there's nothing you can do. And yeah. you can do is learn. Again, like just learn yeah. from situations, whether it's work, whether it's personal, like whatever it is, learning from situations is just the ultimate advice that I could give anybody wanting to get into this industry. Yeah, like, completely. Learn, learn everything, and you are going to make a million mistakes. And that's okay. Cool. I've, I've made more than most people, and I'm yeah. doing all right. But you know what? The fact that you're talking about it, and I think something that's really important that really helps us progress so far is because we have our girl going to talk about it with like yeah. if I didn't have someone to share my mistakes with uh, you keep them inside you kind of beat yourself up about them like you said dwelling on them yeah. but you've got to have someone to share them with I think going back to the, literally the girl gang like people need girl gangs I think I, I honestly think if we didn't have this girl gang I, I don't know what I'd do with my life is although it's working people say oh you shouldn't employ yeah. people that are your friends and stuff we've sort of created this like community of women that I just can be proud of every single person is in our group yeah um, I just think it's killing it and I think it's so important because sometimes one of those people will struggle mm-hmm. and I've had phone calls that have lasted like three hours with someone who's gone something's gone on in my life and I'm like cool call me yeah like I'm here I'm, call me uh, call me I'm so here. important but then I know that I can do the same back and be like hey babe I really just need a bit of advice or I just need someone to vent out or mm-hmm. run out or whatever it is and I think what makes me really sad is although I see some like girl gangs like coming through and like really good girl communities unfortunately there are still these girl gangs where they put each other down and there's yeah, that whole thing sad. I think yeah I think when you're like 18 and I'm sure we did the same when yeah. we were that age so there's no judgement I think it's that thing where you think oh like it makes it makes me feel sad that there isn't more support yeah you know I think people should be taught about it in school like female friendships 100%. and stuff uh, obviously like there's TV shows like Broad City and stuff now and it does it like girls in the media and girl guys in the media, but it's, it's become like a recent thing isn't it so girls don't really know yeah i met a lot of girls and they say oh i don't really have any girlfriends i don't really know how to talk to girls i don't know how to but it's just because we just haven't been shown like so yeah. do you have any advice for if someone's thinking that if someone's sat here right now listening being like i really want to make girlfriends but i don't know how i think it's i think it's hard so first bit of advice would be like don't beat yourself up if you have not got a close circle of friends or a close circle at work or just a close circle in your family whatever it is you don't have that it's hard don't beat yourself up about the fact you don't have it don't be like i'm worthless no one likes me that's not the case Mm -hmm. it just means that you've not found your people yet and like we you know i met you when i was like 24 yeah and i found you at 24 so if you're 18 and you're feeling like i can't relate to anyone don't worry about it you might not relate to anyone for a couple of years and that's absolutely fine because that's the way of the world learn from the experiences you have learn the sort of people that you like around you and you will start attracting those people yeah exude what you want to attract exactly yeah and it's those little things where if you see someone me and you do this all the time like we do yeah we do that's what i love we always like but we also do that thing where if we see someone and we're like that girl's bag i remember not long ago because we sometimes when um, you know we'll go flying still for our own night. I think people don't realize that. I think people think we need to sit on laptops, and we're like, no, we do the grab no, from the bottom. And top. We have to do it all. We went flying, <laughs> not even a we couple months ago. And, no, we ain't rich. <laughs> and uh, we um, we were stood outside like flying, 
And this girl came over and I was like, dude, that bag, like that bag. So I went up to him and I was like, oh, yeah. babe, I just want to say, your bag, like, is amazing. The cutest bag. I've I really still want one. Where's one. it from? I know where it's from now. Where's it from? Dolls Kill. <laughs> Go get it. But I was like, your bag is killer. Like, and she turned around to me and she looked so surprised that I would even approach her just to say like, not oh take a flyer or you know yeah. let's t- start talking to you because what I was like dude like your back is cool I and love complimenting like, girls what? on the street and I wish that more girls had that you know you know when you're in the toilet yeah I grab, and, and you, you're wasted oh and you, all your inhibitions go and you feel like you can talk yeah. to anyone that is the time to be like hey babe I absolutely your brows love your on point eyebrows I think your hair is sick I saw you dancing and you look like you're having so much fun yeah I'm gonna get a drink is it cool if me and my friends come and dance with you and it doesn't yeah. need to be like creepy or anything like yeah. that yeah just put yourself out there even just say let me get find your Instagram let me find your Instagram and like let's exchange Instagrams and I'll send you a message tomorrow because I'd love to go for a coffee with you because I just think you're really cool and that is so terrifying to do it's so so scary even I still find it scary and I talk on like I said I talk on stage I do the scary shit that's supposed to be scary it's so scary but I think that's one really good way of putting yourself out there and then I think another way of putting yourself out there is no matter what industry you're working in find the people in that industry that you're attracted to mm. in terms of like their personality. So if, if you work in an office, find office, your kind. You know, I've worked in offices before. If you work in an office and there's that one person in the corner and you think oh, they got cool shoes, I feel like they go to the same place as me. Be like, hey dude, connect. Let's connect. Let's hang out. Do you want to go for a wine after work? And even just things like that, yeah. you develop into a real friendship. Do you know what? If it's a wine after work. If it fails, cool. You've not lost anything. Exactly. You've if probably had a nice work, evening and it's yeah. fine. If it's after work and it doesn't really go into anything, you say, oh, it's an after work drink with yeah. a colleague. And, and they'll probably feel the same. And they're not going to bitch about you either. I think yeah. a lot of people are scared of what other people think of them, but they're probably just as terrified yeah. to go for a wine with you. Well, this is, this is the thing for me. This is so scary for me to even do this podcast because I'm such the background person yeah. that I'm so scared of putting myself out there. But, like, I'm good at it in real life, but I'm not good at it on, like, internet comes in because <laughs> I'm, I've never been in that world. Um, but it's it's really it's a really hard thing to do, and I think people shouldn't be hard on themselves if they don't have a girl gang, if they're struggling to find a girl gang. Doesn't mean you're not going to find one. You will. You know, you will find a girl gang. It's a little it's a little hard for girls, isn't it? Because I feel like boys they can like bro down about just random stuff because that's just the way the world built. It's, it's patriarchy. That's what society is. Yeah, you know, we live in a patriarchy at the moment. In all of our lives. Yeah. And actually, girls have been up to compete against each other yeah which is just bizarre and all these girls compete against each other and then they think no i want to have the best makeup or i want to have the best clothes or i no, want to have the coolest we, boyfriend we, we. no no if someone Us together you know i'm the first person if someone has a dodgy lipstick i'll be like babe just want to tell you go start your lipstick because it looks so good i love the color but just go fix it you've smeared it a little just bit on your drink because that girl is gonna go oh my god babe thank so you. much like thank you but instead we're like oh my god can't believe that girl's lipstick no tell no, her her lipstick's off yeah. she's gonna appreciate you might make a friend it. that might be your new best friend you might make a friend you don't know that exactly you yeah. might make a friend i think i think it's very scary to put yourself out there it but is, try it? just yeah. try and it's totally fine if you fail totally fine if you fail totally fine. i love that and you know what i think it's really important as well like you said at 18 you might not meet those people but we do live in this fucking glorious generation where the internet is a thing yeah and you can listen to podcasts hopefully like this one hopefully like the good feminist like the you mentioned feminist, yeah yeah what's your, you you listen to a lot of podcasts oh, I love a podcast. what's your favorite when, feminist when you, podcast well when you said you were doing a podcast on the back side yeah and I remember in London Tattoo Convention last year we were talking about it and you were it like was. it's happen and I'm like I'm ready I'm ready I'm, I'm ready. so ready and you're like will you be on it and I was like no I won't be on it and now I'm on it so I failed that um, but I love um, Anna Ferris you know the girl that was in a scary movie yeah she has one of the funniest 
podcast. I love her podcast. Is it it's, just called Anna Ferris? It's called Anna Ferris is unqualified. So okay. she does things with like um, an interview with a celebrity Hollywood sort of actor or comedian or whatever. Yeah. And then the end, she'll do like advice. So she'll have someone call up and she'll give unqualified advice. So she'll be like, I don't really know. Yeah. This is what I would do. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's awful, but it's a really like easy listen. Like if you want something that's not too intense. Yeah. Because I'm sort of similar to you. Sometimes you want something really intense to like mm. learn. Sometimes you just want to drink a cup of tea and eat some toast. Like, <laughs> to right now. And listen to something that's a little bit easier. So yeah. Anna Ferris is my, it's my go-to. So yeah. I do the Guilty Feminist. Anna Ferris, obviously. Yeah, I told you about one the other day. I don't know if I've mentioned it on my podcast yet. Um, I discovered it. It's called This Is Made Made of Human. Oh and yes, yeah. I can't remember um, her name. I think it's Sophie something. Sophie Sounds Hagen. familiar. Sophie Hagen. Sophie Hagen. Yeah, that is her. It. Yeah, she's um, she's Dutch. So I found her humour like, fucking hilarious. Because she was on the Guilty Feminist when they first started. She and was. And then she went off and did her own one. And yeah. actually, I think they're both brilliant. I think, I think they're both really perfect. Strong. I would love to go and see the Guilty Feminist in person. One of yeah. their tickets. I mean, that's a dream for this podcast, isn't it? We'll do live. Crimson will be my producer, well, my events manager. Uh, unfortunately, my life just ends up revolving around disgraceful <laughs> you. Like I don't really have my own own life anymore. But that's. Fine, I can live with that. I'm fine as a background person. But yeah, I think I think the ultimate goal. I mean, that's why we sort of did a podcast party tester. Yeah, I love the podcast party. Oh god, everyone that came, I fucking loved. I want to hug them all. There were so many lovely people that turned up, and it was a really good vibe. Yeah, but I think um, the things about like listening to podcast live, I think it's really cool. I think it's really exciting. Um, so obviously we're going to probably end up doing that. Because you're so good at organising events, you should just do tours for everyone. Wow, (laughs) Becca. People have said so before, but yeah, I think I think what I would like to see is more people in the background, more yeah. women in the background. But more women in the background. But would you like to see people not push them forwards into a position they don't want to be in, but also as I'm doing now, be like, it's a, it's cool to be a woman in the background. You're yeah. doing, you're just as important because I, I feel like you can feel yeah. a bit overshadowed sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if that's me think, just saying that. No, no, it's weird because obviously you see it from a completely different side completely. to me. And I remember when the when we first started our friendship you said to me it comes in, I don't understand why you want to be a person I, I, yeah like, I, I, I kind of get like, it now but yeah and you, I explained to you like this I was like right imagine we're doing a show and you're on the front and you're hosting and you're performing and you want these people to come backstage now you've got to ask me if they come backstage so everybody that you think everyone that comes backstage and says oh Rebecca Crow said I'd come back here it's still going to go through both about, of us I don't yeah. give a shit about who you would say yeah but nobody knows who I am so if people are ever backstage People that I don't and know yeah. and I know that you don't know them I know they shouldn't be there and that's the real power and people <laughs> think that the power is being on front of the stage no it's not it's me and you behind the stage that's yeah. where the real power that's where the shit is. happens yeah that's where real shit happens the show happens so much happens behind the scenes good god oh my god no, I have no <laughs> idea what happens behind the scenes it gets crazy but I would like to see I mean I've had a lot of messages through particularly in the last year of people saying oh, I want to do a background thing I want to do a background thing that's awesome but a lot of them as well which I'm really sad to see is a lot of people who want to be at the front and they think that they can get to the front of the stage by coming through the back of the stage and I'm not saying that that's not a a different path it's a different career path yeah I'm not saying that you know that won't work for some people because it absolutely will you can probably work behind somewhere and work your way up to be at the front yeah that's cool we've had girls that have done that with us absolutely no problem with that and I've done it backwards exactly yeah but I think that there should be more women that want to just come into the background and say hey I want to help produce this I want to help organise this I want to help on your door and your tickets and your organ- I d- like a lot of the time I remember for like the first year of me working together with you you were like I don't really understand what you do yeah. and I was like 
Yeah, babe, I'm not going to... I don't think we still quite understand what no, I know. Does. I know that you get on with your stuff and I get on with my stuff and it just equals together. It happens. But I wish more girls would want to get involved in the background. Because, because that's I, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like a whole different world and a whole different skill set that you yeah. can like learn and you And it can, doesn't make you any less at all. It's just as equal. The night wouldn't have all that. If one of us dies, it would be... Like obviously I'd be devastated. I mean, like, <laughs> next time. <laughs> I mean, this podcast just went really dark really quickly. I'm having a wine. If one of us died, okay, and back. To if the one wine. of us was gravely ill. Yeah. If one, if one of us couldn't do it, I mean, I felt awful because last Friday, obviously, I've injured my foot. Yeah. Along with a lot Crimson of other, is. a lot of other um, things that have gone on. The in last, last six weeks have been interesting. The last six weeks has nearly killed me off. Let's be honest. Anyway, um, but I injured my foot, so I couldn't obviously go to disgrace. Yeah. And I was just there on my phone, and my boyfriend was here at the time. Dan, Dan. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Dan. Another, another background person. Another background person. Absolutely, he makes all the flyers happen. He makes yeah. all the flyers, makes all he the does artwork. Everything. And we were sat here, and he was like, right, come in. You're going to put your phone down, and you're going to let them get on with the night about you. And I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Like, I just can't. So I'm there texting like Born Suicide on the door. I'm like, how's it going? Like, <laughs> send me the photos of the ticket sales. I was like, I was like calling you, like, is everything okay? I was talking to Party Blinders, our guests. I was like, are you guys okay? And I was like, I'm not even there. There's literally nothing I can do. But I still want to be, I felt awful because you were there about me. No. And sometimes that's okay. Like, I've had to do ones without you. You've had to do ones without yeah. me because of circumstance. It's more the leading up to it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the planning. we always see it from different sides. Completely. And I think it's good. We debate, but we debate in such a great way that. We both debate not because we want to beat the other person, but because we want to come to the best possible compromise. Do you know what? That's such a good way of looking at it. Like, you have your point, I have my point. Yeah. And if we don't agree, we both think, okay, well, why does Rebecca think that? Because in my head, I'm so sure that this is the way. Yeah. Rebecca is so convinced it's the other way. So, so and I respect I'm, your opinion. So I'm like, she exactly. must have something. She's saying this for a reason. She's not yeah. saying this to be difficult. To be a She's dick. not saying this yeah. to be a dick. She's saying it because she really thinks that. So the best thing I can do is try and learn from her situation and then you learn from my situation and we always come from a compromise. Sometimes one of us will give because we'll realise we're in the wrong and like, I've done that with you, you've done that with me and I'll go, do you know what, on this, cha- like, this occasion, I'm going to back down because yeah. Becca's experience means she'll have the better opinion yeah. on this. And you know that and I, yeah. the same thing, I know that as well when I do that, like, it's, it's yeah. not for any, no, it's not for no reason. But that's the thing, it's all it's about. It's important with your friends too as well, like, when so you're giving important. your friends advice and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. am the general advice giver. You're like mama. I'm, yeah, mama well, everyone calls me mum, so that's a nice start. <laughs> I'm only 27, but I'm feeling quite old. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I give a lot of advice to a lot of people all the time. Yeah. All the time. But you, I think you, you see it from the other side as well. Yeah, I've always, I think that's just from experience of like, mainly it's because I've fucked up so much. Where I'm like, <laughs> guys, don't do that. Like, someone say, this is my situation. I'm like, I will tell you what not to do. Yeah. I might not be able to always advise on the best thing, but I'm like, please don't do that. Because <laughs> I've done it and it's not going to work out well for you, babe. Um, but that's that's because of my mum, though. Like, that's all my mum. My mum is, like, the best advice giver in the world. And she's given it to me. She's given it to my sister. So your mum's a big feminist. My mum is, like, the ultimate feminist. She is just powerhouse of a woman. Like, I love her. And I think... Um, that's really put it down to me and even in the last couple of years I think I've learnt more from her in the last two years than I ever have because as a woman talking to a woman in like a grown up sense I've learnt so much from her she's very wise everything so you've wise. passed on to me from her so fantastic. wise and it's all I, I just think it's about learning in industry in life whether you want to be a background person a front ground person whether you want to get friends learn experience and just don't be hard on yourself because I think both me and you have done that We've Amen. been so hard on ourselves. We've been sat here crying before. Oh, we're yeah. Like, oh, we fucked up. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Oh, it's fine. Prison, on the path of learning and everything, yeah. I had one question writ- 
written down that I wanted to ask you that I, I just haven't asked you in the course of our conversation. Oh God. What does feminism mean to you? Um, that is a very wide <laughs> question. <laughs> I it mean, is, we can go is. into a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, I think feminism to me, um, it means inclusion, it means representation, and ultimately it means the equality of all genders. Yeah. Um, and no matter how you identify, no matter your background, no matter your race, your religion, it's the equality of all genders through all aspects of life. What job it's, you do and everything. Yeah, it's, it's the equality at work, it's the equality at home, it's the equality in your community. That's that's what feminism is to me. That's beautiful. Is that nice? I, well? I love that. Oh, okay, good. Kristen, thank you so fucking much. Are we done? Yeah, we're oh, done. Oh my God, because I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Crimson, obviously at the end of a web podcast I ask for plugs, so where can we find you online and where can we find Disgrace for everyone I mean, that I haven't plugged it eternally, you know? Obviously Disgrace, uh, Instagram is... At SGDis underscore Grace. Thank you, because I've got that one. <laughs> uh, we're also doing a, we're doing a competition for Slam Dunk at the minute as well, We are, we? we're, yeah, we're, we're DJing at Slam Dunk. Um, we've already done our Downland Festival competition, but we're doing a competition on our Instagram to win two tickets to Slam Dunk South, where we're having Gemma Edwards and Flick Renee... Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Slam Dunk is one of my favourite. I love Slam Dunk. I'm really excited. I can't wait. I mean, everyone's going. Like everyone's everyone's going. All the cool kids are going to be there. So yeah, we've got a competition up right now on Disgrace. Um, So I think it's about like naming a cat or something. Find it on the Disgrace. It's great. It's great. It's a really good one. And then if we want to find you on Instagram, Clinton. Um, I mean, there's nothing interesting. Actually, that's a lie. Sometimes I have the most interesting stuff of everybody. You really do. She sees everything from a different perspective. It's really interesting to watch. Um, I watch her story like. Did I really let that that? Yeah, I'll find all the interesting back stuff. So if you want to find me, you can find me at Crimson Russ on Instagram. That's Crimson, like the colour, but it is my real name. And yeah, your name. Everyone thinks your name is a suicide girl name, but you're not. That's it, because when I started Suicide Girls, everyone's like, oh, Crimson, you're a suicide girl. And I was like, no, I'm not. My mum called me this. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's got a crazy name. I'm sorry, my mum's so cool. <laughs> but honestly, naming your kids a cool name helps you out, right? Do you know how many jobs I've gone to and they've been like, oh, we saw your, like, thing, like, your CV on the pile because of your name. And I'm like, thank you, mum. Thank you, Mum. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Another thing your mum's grateful. Exactly. I so, love her. Yeah, Crimson Russ. I mean, you can follow me. Sometimes, uh, I mean, I'm not the most interesting person to follow. But she's a babe. Don't great. listen to her. She's fits out. Some, sometimes it's great. Sometimes I don't post anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to d- know anything about the the backside, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything about the backside of working in the industry that I'm the person to follow. If you scroll um, down her Instagram, there is a brilliant photo of her backside and some PVC pants actually. Oh, here we go. B ducks in the background. Trying to pimp out, pimp out crimson. Yeah, B B ducks photography took uh, <laughs> not even B ducks photography at. <laughs> uh, took a very nice picture of me when we were on tour with a band of me and some leather pants. But um, she looks yeah. great. You know, I mean, if you I'm like gonna... leather pants? I'm the gal for you. Crimson, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so fucking much for coming on my podcast as my best friend, my business partner, and literally the other side of my fucking life. Cheers. Cheers, babe. We did it. Beautiful humans. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I'll see you very soon. I hopefully we'll see you at Disgrace to Download. If not, maybe Slam My Festival. If not, I'll see you soon. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.